I I think it, that was a bad request. Uh, on what part I stopped? So I'm answering uh, about the high mars. Yeah, you you basically you you said that uh, you were looking forward to seeing uh, more different types of ammunition. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I hope soon we get this uh, third uh, uh, kind of the rockets for high mars and can uh, just blow up the uh, some infrastructure of Russia on their territory and make them suffer. Uh, I mean retreat. <laughs> so, um, so what? 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 Oh, and, uh, yeah. This. This. So I. I uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, I did see a couple of hands up uh, previously, but I don't see them anymore. So just one more question before I uh, I retreat uh, to the background. Uh, uh, last time you were on on the front. Uh, uh, did you have, did you see any kind of uh, when you were fighting uh, if if you were in in contact with Russian inf- infantry have you seen any kind of uh, uh, tactical uh, sort of development with them ha- have you seen them learning anything uh, from past mistakes or are they just doing the same old thing mostly they're doing always the same shit absolutely uh, now even now they uh, fighting like uh, in the 18th century no really in even the structure of army and basement and uh, heads uh, i mean the commanders uh, have the same absolutely battle rank language uh, i mean they they in masses they do not absolutely do not uh, doing the some new something new uh, tactic or something like this now but they have uh, some uh regiments they really can fight uh, i remember we have a fight with the wimpel and the marine corps of the russians get them uh down but uh, that was really uh intensive firefight and even two cqbs in the logvinovo it's a uh, uh, village near the Baltovo, uh, that was the winter of uh, 2015. Uh, sometimes they, some regiments have a good tank crew, uh, but we have a modern system like NLO that can just fix the situation <laughs> very easily. And um, uh, some regiments, like some Russian SOFs, they learned, yes, uh, but they don't want to back. To fight because they understand that if even you uh, are a good unit and even if you understand tactics and can do things can do uh, difficult operations uh, deep intelligence etc uh, and when you understand that the whole of the all uh, whole of the army near you is the shithead and only your platoon at least uh, a good professional so understand that your work is just just wasted uh, it's it, it, it can be more it can be good enough effective, you know. Right, and there was uh, I, I but, even but, saw. Them. But do not, but yeah. do not underrate, but do not underrate the power of masses and rockets. See, Russians need not the accurate rockets. They are using the the old shitty but deadly rockets, and the when wherever, uh, like uh, smart day enough or not, the power of masses. Uh, sometimes works, like we see in uh, Severodonetsk, in the middle of uh, Severodonetsk, recently before we retreated. Uh, we see this uh, zombie apocalypse situation, and uh, just for real, even for me as a machine gunner, <laughs> basically, it's my target. 
the masses of uh, Russians. But uh, uh, for real in this situation, better to retreat and leave them for artillery. You just can charge them the, uh, the square with the uh, kind of uh, forces uh, with some MLRS or something like this. You just a few rockets and the problem is solved. Uh, but I think they have the specially reserved some SF, uh, but they do not use them often because I understand that uh, this unit is specialized for some specification and need to be caring, you know, uh, till the till the moment. And they are trying to save the these people in some till the some moment, but. Uh, sometimes happened like uh, when some general comes to the front, <laughs> they he just throw all of the infantry unit and all of the shit uh, right before him. Um, he don't care about who who is more experienced, who is shithead, just don't care. So we have the both parts of situation now, and uh, we saw both of the parts. And when they rookies and Sometimes when they really doing the good operation uh, with a serious, um, how to say, with a serious tactic, uh, but it's a drop in the sea, you know. Yes, right. So uh, before before I uh, drop down, uh, have have you since you obviously know know something about Finland? Do you know the old old uh, uh, sort of? Uh, uh, a so cry cry uh, military um, sort of um, cry that we used to you in use al- already uh, 200 years ago when Finnish troops would attack uh, what uh, what they were shouting it was uh, in in Finnish it's hakka päälle which is basically in English something like uh, get at them so this is a fun little bit of uh, historic uh, yeah thing. yeah i know i know yeah, what you're speaking yeah. about yeah yeah so uh, but uh, th- thank you so much for uh, for coming here and uh uh please uh, in- enjoy your your time at your place and uh uh, uh Slava Ukraini. Slava. Okay guys, I'm going till the next conversation, maybe at night, I don't know. Have a good day everyone. Thank you, thank all. you so much. Pleasure to have you on as always. You're always you're welcome back in so guys, I hope hope I uh, asked uh, at least some re- re- uh, good questions uh, of Olaf that he was now that he was uh, here because I didn't see any other hands up at least. So uh, hopefully, my, I, uh, oh yeah, sorry, keep going on, T. My, my bad. No, no, no worries. Uh, I, I'm done. So uh, th- thank you so much for uh, letting me ask so so many questions, and uh, hopefully it was of use to. Uh, to the listeners, so uh, thank you, and I will uh, drop down to the listener now. Well, we appreciate your questions, Auntie. You're always welcome out. I believe Marcel has their hand up, but uh, Ferlaine has just rejoined us after some technical difficulties. Ferlaine, it's good to have you back, if you can hear us. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Um, thanks for having me. Sorry, it was probably a technical issue. Twitter sometimes is glitching, as you know. It's um, been a constant uh, struggle all over the course of uh, Walter Report for months, so nothing new to me. 
Um, anyways, yeah, so greetings from the capital city. I'm currently in Kyiv. I've been here for a couple of weeks. If you want to hear any updates or if you have any questions in terms of um, anything, please go ahead. Uh, Marcel, uh, your hand is up. Do you want to go ahead? Yes, hello. <clears throat> I would like to ask you, uh, do you hear me well? Yep, loud and clear. Yes, uh, a question. Uh, uh, dear Walter Report, uh, do you uh, keep records on uh, uh, somewhere? Um, I, uh, I noticed uh, uh, there is a, a YouTube channel, Walter Report, and uh, you uh, upload um, records uh, one hour and a half length. One, uh, one, ha one hour and a half, uh, as I see. But uh, I I'm sorry, I I'm, not good at, I'm not good at English. Uh, and I see uh, this room uh, is going for 10 hours maybe. So uh, my question is, uh, do you upload? Do you upload only highlights on the YouTube channel? Uh, yes. So uh, maybe Ferlein can also speak to this uh, somewhat. Um, so we do upload um, snippets, you know, clips. You know, so the space is running twenty four seven. We try to restart about every twenty four hours. So the recordings are divided up into 24 hour like chunk. And then from there, like we have a team that goes in and they'll cut out like one hour long segments and then, you know, one hour, one hour and a half long segments. And then we post them on the YouTube channel, the full like 24 hour long recordings. They should be available like on the Walter report account, like on Twitter, if you go through there and scroll through the tweets, like um, that link to the space uh, for the previous like spaces that we have up there should be the full 24 hour length recordings. Um, in the past, those recordings were only saved for up to 30 days um, after they were made. But now I believe they're stored for an unlimited duration um, as of like the past couple weeks. So you should be able to see most of the recent like 24 hour long recordings on the Walter Report Twitter account. I think uh, Marcel also meant uh, there's like Carl. Carl did the rebroadcasting. Um, he, he's been doing them pretty much every day since um, just like something in the end of February, beginning of March. He has the rebroadcasting on Facebook and YouTube. That's his own channel, but he does um, <clears throat> he does credits for the Water Report account. So um basically can hear uh, everything that's happening but sometimes he doesn't since he's in the usa sometimes he doesn't start the rebroadcasting as soon as the space starts so there is some inconsistency he does it on his own accord and uh, he's doing that with the idea that some people might not um, have opportunity to reach uh, or about the application or if it's glitching you know spaces sometimes do glitch so if you have found something like this i'm pretty sure that's carl's um account might be usually he has the shorter version and then i believe that some are also posted on the walter report facebook page there should be some clips on there i think we're mainly um 
clipping the uh, inter some of the important interviews that we've done. Mr. Walter, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, can I ask? Uh, so, I, so I should go to uh, uh, Twitter profile Walter Report and find for twenty four record. Yes. Yes. So. It, just go to the Walter Report account, scroll through the past tweets, and then um, you should see, like, you know, the little box um, that, like, you know, would normally you would use to join the space, but it'll say, like, play, like, recording. Uh, I can put an example up in the nest uh, if you like. Uh, yes, uh, I, I would be glad uh, if you can. Thank you. Okay, I just put an example up in the nest. So what you would do, and for Marcel and for anybody else that's curious, what you would do is you'd go to the Walter Report account, and you'd scroll through the, uh, the tweets. It's, there's quite a lot of them, so this might take a little bit. But for example, you'd look, like, uh, you'd look for a tweet like the one I just posted in the Nest. It would, you know, say Walter Report, you know, some text, you know, Russian invasion of Ukraine, something to that effect, MariaA.org. The title will probably vary depending on the particular recording. And then it'll have the date, in this case, July 1st, uh, 2022, the length of the recording. And then you should see a thing that says play recording. Just hit that and you can listen to the entire 24-hour uh, recording. Uh, Prince32, please go ahead. Thank you, John. Um, I jumped up because I wanted to talk to Verlaine. I've missed seeing you on the space, Verlaine, and I'm very glad to see you here. I sent you a PM, actually, today when I saw you in the space earlier. Um, or a direct message, and uh, was hoping just to draw your attention about trying to connect with somebody who is in Kiev. Um, uh, Prince, we lost your audio. Uh, Prince, hello. Okay, you on a mic check. I can hear you. Okay, uh, Prince, if you can hear us, we've lost your audio. I'm going to drop you back down to listener. Um, please just re-request, um, and we'll get you right back up. Am I back? We hear you loud. Okay, where did you lose me? Um, we lost you at, um, you had just started talking, so just, you might want to just start over from the beginning. Okay. I'm, I'm just very happy to see Ferlaine in here. And Ferlaine, I sent you a DM, um, regarding trying to connect with somebody in Kiev to try to get them to come onto the Walter re report. Um, so if you have a chance to check that, I would appreciate it. Um, the other thing was I, uh. I uh, suppose that, uh, you know, being back in Kiev, what I've seen, things are things are getting back to relative normal pre-war. And I'm just wondering how you're seeing things and uh, what you've been up to and how things are going. So that's that's what I was wondering and uh, why I came up to speak. So thank you for laying. It's really good to see you. Missed seeing you. Um, um, hi, Prince. Uh, Prince X, actually, uh, I've just opened the um, I'm looking at my laptop, so I, I think I have understood what you mean. Uh, she had something like a mother's diary of war in Ukraine, it's uh, uh it was uh covered by the CNN, the story of uh, mother and her struggles. Um, and I think she had enough media coverage, so I hope they're fine in terms of having necessities as essentials. But at the same time, if uh, we can get here to the Walter report, that would be nice. I don't know whether she has Twitter account or Twitter handle. I think I can try asking people as well. Uh, worst case scenario, I won't hear anything because uh, I can see why she might like have 
um, desire to keep it private and privacy because a lot of media coverage is also a little bit you know um, stressful. So yeah, let's see. I received your DM. Thank you so much. Um, Kiev. Uh, well, um, throughout the last couple of weeks, I've been um, in vicinity of Kiev region. Uh, the only place I haven't been probably is only Desna. So I've been to Vasilkiv, been to Ostom, I've been to Bucha, I've been to Borodyanka, I've been to Irpin, and a little bit more. Um, and I've been to that famous exhibition of uh, armored vehicles uh, in Mikhailivska Square. I've uh, seen tons of Russian, <clears throat> luckily, burned machinery all over the places. I've seen the aftermath of the destruction, and I've seen the cities that are currently being built and reconstructed. Um, it's still hard to process it, like every... For a couple of days, I was passing by some of uh, like downtown of Irpin and then uh, the places which I can't disclose. It's it's been surreal, especially in terms of. Um, so I've been in Dnipro. I've seen I've seen the folks uh, who came from <clears throat> who was withdrawn, like who had a tactical withdrawal from Severodonetsk and Lysychansk. Uh, then I came back to my parents, and then I came to. Cave, and then I saw other people who uh, were um, extracted from the east of Ukraine, and uh, it's been like it's it's like you're having couple realities colliding at the same time, and you can't um, and you can't keep up. Um, seeing like kids, which like who are actually uh, like climbing up the machinery there, just like being kids exploring. Uh, seeing their parents completely terrified of what they're witnessing because some of them um, haven't seen the equipment so close to them and hearing the stories from the soldiers who got back and still have the capacity to joke about um, unimaginable things. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, city is, the cities, even those who are like, uh, those that are 20 to 30 kilometers close to Kyiv, uh, which were liberated by Ukrainians after Russian occupiers tried to annihilate it to the ground with lots of people murdered and killed and raped. They are getting to some word like stable existence. I don't have another term. It's like stable existence. They they spend their nights in the in the bunker, uh, if, especially if there's some kind of air raid alert, regardless of the region, uh, because you never know when Russians can miss and they usually miss and you never know when they're actually targeting. Um, but at the same time, during the day, you see, even at the bases, when you come to the base, you see the destruction of dorms, the HQs, just rubble everywhere. And then you see that someone is trying to basically reconstruct the door, like the dorm on the right, and the dorm on the left doesn't have windows, or they're completely shattered, and they are bringing some windows. It's It's like, it's like they are trying to reconstruct everything, knowing that it might not survive, but just bringing the sense of we we got this, we, we will rebuild this, just just to make sure that when people come and when it's over, everything is somewhat you know at the place where it should be, where they they can do this. Um, a, a lot of people, uh, it it it's sometimes getting like uh, even a little bit. Annoying for me to be in, in the crowds because it, it was obviously not 
not that crowded as it was used to be. Um, for instance, during the like weekdays, you, you can see some people uh, on the streets and uh, in the parks, uh, and it's it's a reassur like it's a really pleasant reassuring um, notion for soldiers who come from the front line because they see that the life continues here, and it means that they are doing their work properly there. But at the same time, it's like it's hitting you hard <laughs> that it's not like this where they are. It's uh, it's being very overwhelming. If you have any like specific questions, I will try to answer without any sort of obsec, like um, and not rambling on for a long time, which is also very um, tiring, I suppose. No, actually, I I think you've given us a a lot of really good fee- you know information on what it's like. It's it's interesting. I have a friend who's a um, who's a brewer in New Zealand, and he has made some custom beers um, dedicated to Ukraine. And I actually saw some pictures of his beers on those wrecked equipment in, uh, in Kiev. It was, it was sort of entertaining. I was just thinking maybe I should go try and find another picture of that. But, but, um, you know, I, I, I think back to when, you know, back to February 24th and, and yes, talking specifically about the, the vlog that I've seen of Olina Ganes. Um, and and the fear and the terror um, of of her family um, and and staying in the bomb shelter all the time and and how that's evolved now to where they're staying back in their apartment and and not going to the bomb shelter every night like they were um, you know and and seeing her taking the kids out to play in the park and and things like that so. So I, I see people in Kiev seeming to be a little bit more comfortable, um, but but uh, the the things that you have described for us in the areas around Kiev and and the things that you think you've seen, I think I think that brings a lot of emotion and a lot of heart and a lot of um, perspective to us to realize that uh, that you know it's not it's not really a, a back to normal it's a different kind of normal and uh to see those effects I, I think those that's really good stuff and i think that's i think we need to hear more of that kind of stuff um from from the everyday people on the ground in in kiev and that that's why i've sort of been really wanting to try to get alina um onto the space to share with us her experience uh but but thank you i mean you really you really did give a a good answer in 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 what i was thinking of you know what what are things like in in kiev and the surrounding areas and and how are people proceeding with their lives at this point because it really is you know so such different situations with what's happening in the east versus what's happening in the west of Ukraine and and how people um are impacted by that. So thank you very much for Lane. Um yeah, thank you for the feedback. Um it's just I I think if we um uh, if we all right now just submit to uh, like um terror and we'll all just like be trembling uh somewhere uh, in the shelters and bunkers all day long here um where it's 
relatively safe unless there's going to be like an airstrike. <clears throat> I mean, in central part because the invaders were um, like successfully pushed back from Kyiv and the uh, suburbs. Um, it it won't help anyone, so everyone should um, do what they can at the best of their abilities. Uh, for some people who have anxiety, it's completely fine to get out of the country and help saving their families. That's nothing. Enough. There's like there's nothing wrong in that. And keep supporting Ukraine. Keep supporting the troops from out of the border. We completely understand that. It's like for that for those who are staying here and just working towards their common goal. That's obviously also right thing to do if they if their heart feels like this. Um, we only have questions for those who, after so many months at this point of the like uh, ongoing begging, please leave the areas where the activities are happening. Please give our troops a chance to use full firepower. And people just resist because, well, I can understand that because there's like grades of their families and their property, but at the same time, you can restore. Okay, well, I was just talking, and again, this space did start again. If you please want to retweet this space, it's the blue button with the plus in the left lower right corner. If you like to speak, it's the microphone on the left lower corner. Push it, and the host will bring you up to speak. Please bear with us. We are currently starting up the new space please retweet the space yeah we have, we have just restarted after a technical glitch twitter occasionally gives us that those um to get used to it nina yeah hi this was like uh, was it crashing two times yes i believe yeah. we went down twice okay uh actually princex uh asked a really good question for for lane and, and i don't know if for lane is here right now all right I hope, I hope she will come back up because uh, I would want to ask her uh, another question. But um, it was really, uh, really interesting what she was talking. Not only interesting, but also like uh, touched me a lot. So I, I will wait for uh, Ferling to come up and ask for the mic then again. Thank you. You're welcome. You are. You are. Yes, actually... <laughs> Well pronounced, thank you. <clears throat> uh, actually, I want to also ask for something. Uh, wait, but th- th- just I don't know if it was already discussed that the uh, Turkey has has uh, stopped a Russian uh, ship transporting uh, stolen uh, wheat from from Ukraine, which I think it has been stopped in the port in uh, in uh, Turkey, and uh, they will, as far as I know, on Monday they will decide what to do with it. And uh, of course, the the fair thing would be to sell the, uh, or let's say, sell, sell the grain to anyone who wants to buy and, and direct the money to Ukraine, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I just wanted to say that the this news just came in. I don't know if it has been discussed already, but just wanted to mention, but I'm, I'll wait patiently for, for late as well. Thank you. Um, you have, I'd seen the, that report earlier. I was going to try and bring that up for discussion. Uh, then we had Olaf hop on. And then the uh, then we've had the the two crashes, so we will try to get to that um, hopefully shortly. Um, before we go any further, uh, just to, again, since the space crashed a second time, 
Um, I just want to get some housekeeping stuff uh, out of the way first. Uh, again, for the audio, for the Walter Report audio visual team, uh, the space has just restarted. It is currently sixteen oh nine, July third, two thousand twenty two, coordinated universal time. Again, we've just restarted the space. Um, as of right now, we have about one hundred thirty ish listeners. It's going up. I would uh, kindly ask that um, all of our uh, panelists and listeners alike please uh, share and retweet this space. Um, depending on how Twitter is behaving today, there are two ways to do this. Either hit the uh, little blue icon in the bottom right corner of your screen. It might be a little blue quill with a plus sign on it. Um, hit that to uh, share and retweet the space. Please add, we'd appreciate it if you could add a few words of your own, maybe tag the hosts, add some hashtags, um, you know, to your heart's content. If you don't have the little blue plus icon um, and you instead have a purple comment button, in that case, please go to the top right of your screen and hit the little upward facing arrow. And from there, hit, uh, there's a couple ways to do it. I would recommend hitting copy link that copies the link to the space to your clipboard. And then from there, you know, create, compose a new tweet, paste that in, and then uh, send that off. I would also encourage everybody, um, if they're able to, please consider contributing to uh, Maria Aid. Uh, Maria Aid is a charitable organization currently registered in Canada. A U.S. registration is uh, currently in the works um, that supplies critical frontline assistance uh, to uh, Ukrainian units on the ground, ranging from ballistic vests, thermal optics, drones, tourniquets, bandages, and other medical equipment. And I'm sure there's many other uh pieces of non-lethal military aid that we provide that I am uh, not aware of. Um, every little contribution helps, and it can really help save the lives of frontline Ukrainian soldiers. So thank you, uh, everybody. Um, your regularly scheduled content should resume momentarily. Um, Nina, uh, please go ahead in the meantime. Uh, thank you. And was Ferlaine dropping out again? I think she has some uh, technical difficulties. I think she's yeah. be back. Looks like the usual Twitter. Yes, it happens. Um, since there's a lull, uh, Mr. M, uh, or well, sorry, I shouldn't say Mr. M because we have two M's right now. M, uh, thank you for joining us. It's good to see you again. How are things in, uh, in your neck of the Nile? Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you, John. All is good on this front. That's good to hear. Um, if we want to start a discussion about grain to Turkey, um, M, do you happen to know anything about this? I know that, you know, Egypt had kind of been, you know, proximally, you know, involved in, you know, there was some discussion about some grain shipments to and from Egypt. And I was wondering if you might have any knowledge or insight into the current situation regarding um, uh, Turkey and the grain. The government of Egypt or GOE is uh, not really communicating with the government of Turkey over grain shipments right now. We had one incident of stolen grain trying to access the port of Alexandria or the port of uh, the Miata and it was turned back. Also, the government of Lebanon turned back the same shipment, which was accepted in Syria. The verified information is we are receiving a $500 million loan from the World Bank to purchase grains and also to carry out certain projects related to decreasing waste in silo storages and digital uh, databases related to providing subsidies to families that needed the most. Another update is that most of 
the wheat Egypt has received since the beginning of this year has been coming uh, through Romania without without going into uh, too many technical details. Uh, we're not in communication with the government of Turkey regarding their practices when it comes to intercepting or facilitating the passage of Ukrainian stolen grains. Show the region update. Zelensky's situation difficulty in Lysychansk, but the city hasn't fallen. President Volodymyr Zelensky said on July 3 that fighting is still taking place on the outskirts of Lysychansk, the last mayor's city under Ukrainian control in Luhansk Oblast. Zelensky said, said that while the situation is extremely difficult, as Ukraine has no advances there, it is still too early to say the city has fallen to the Russians. There are risks that the entire Luhansk region will be occupied, but you must understand that the situation can change daily. He said, Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu claimed on July 3 that Russia had taken the complete control of the city after weeks of heavy fighting. Okay, here's the update over the ship. Ukraine ambassador Turkey detains Russian ship carrying Ukraine grain. Vasil Bonder, Ukraine's ambassador to Turkey, said on July 3 that Turkey's customs authorities have detained a Russian flagged vessel carrying grain which was allegedly stolen from Ukraine. Ukraine earlier asked Turkey to detain the Zihab Soli cargo ship, Reuters reported. We have full cooperation, Bondar said, adding that Ukraine's hope for confiscation of the grain. Thank you, Mr. M. Uh, M yeah, sorry, I'm back. Sorry, Twitter's uh, having a day right now. We're just doing our best here, here with the uh, host of the Walter Report, just trying to keep it up and running. So please bear with us as we uh, sort through the technical difficulties. Just part of life here. Uh, moving on, M, uh, I was getting questions about uh, Egypt and oil flowing from Egypt into Saudi, probably to refineries that likely had Russian origin. And people were asking me details about that. And I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, some, you know, the Egyptian government. Lost just, him. Oh, lost no. Him. I, I, I was getting questions about, well, hopefully if M can hear he me, he back up. <laughs> because I would love to hear, you know, he is our, by far our, the most. Ah, M, I was getting questions on Egypt and I could speculate, but you could actually give good answers. The questions I was getting from listeners were um, there were reports that Russian Petrol products are going through Egypt into Saudi for refining, appears to be what some oil sites were reporting. Uh, I said it sounds like something that uh, I wouldn't be too shocked if the Egyptian government did that, but I don't really have any details. So I wanted to kick it to you as our absolute expert in all things Egypt, if you had any knowledge or insight on if this is accurate or not, or what might be going on with this story. Spare parts for Russian air defense systems currently fielded with the uh, Egyptian Air Defense Corps, as well as new systems that were delivered. Um, I am unaware of specifically Russian oil being delivered to Saudi through Egyptian refineries. But as The Economist reported, Egyptian refineries have been delivering more gasoline to uh, Saudi more than usual. Apparently, it's also Estonia, I think. 
so uh, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of things happening behind uh, the curtains. Sadly, yeah. I, I clearly when you're when you're seeing sort of anomalies like that, there's stuff going on behind the curtains. Um, if you do hear uh, any information or or come across that, would love to be updated both personally and I'm sure the space would be interested. So. Uh, this is your neck of the woods. The most, the most, the most, the most accurate piece of information is Egyptian refineries have been providing Saudi Arabia with more gasoline than usual, than ever, even. Yeah. And what were you saying about uh, parts on air defense systems, Russian air defense systems, with that the Egyptians have purchased? What's what's going on with that? The Egyptian armed forces have always pursued a policy of diversifying uh, platform acquisition cycles. So even though we're using American radars, we also use Russian command and control units as well as Russian launchers. And in order to maintain the readiness and the operability of those systems, we require spare parts from Russia. And it seems that a couple of new systems uh, miraculously appeared uh, during exercises for fielding a new point defense for the new administrative capital project in the southern eastern suburb of Cairo. Did the old systems disappear, or what is the upshot of that? Nothing, nothing, nothing disappeared. It's the fact that this is a new... Uh, development and therefore it requires a new point defense uh, system being fielded. So, not to mention the fact that uh, the area where the new administrative capital is being built used to be uh, an artillery range for air defense systems uh, or the air defense corps as well as artillery corps training. So, some of those systems miraculously appeared in Cairo over the last three weeks. Uh, could I ask you a question on that note, M? Um, one thing I'm curious about is I don't mean to divert the conversation, but it, you know, be, I think it would dovetail nicely based on what you said. Then we can kind of shift back to the economics of it. Um, you mentioned that Egypt uses both um, American and Russian um, air defense assets in concert uh, with one another. Uh, has have the Egyptians been able to successfully integrate those systems together in terms of getting the radars to talk to the launchers? And you know the command centers to talk to launchers and the radars, getting that all that interoperability and those links to work correctly. Oh yes, we're playing everyone. Wonderful, because I've one thing that's been previously discussed on this space is potential difficulty. You know, as the West provides air defense systems to Ukraine, they're currently you know standardized around Soviet heritage systems, and so there's this been this concern about integrating you know NASAMs or any other air defense assets that we send them you know into you know with their Russian uh transport erector launchers command centers and radars so you would say that that's uh, uh possible it is possible but the um key question here is stability so you have 40 years of relative stability in egypt and that gives uh, leeway for reverse engineering and a lot of tinkering around so for instance when uh, france uh, couldn't sell the mistrals to russia we acquired them and uh, we couldn't get a contract for air defense systems to be installed on those mistrals. So we used the Avengers, literally, we had the Avengers on the mistrals uh, tied using steel cables. And we managed to integrate them into the command and control systems of the mistrals and use them as point defense, air defense systems to protect it. What do you think the likelihood that, not necessarily Egypt, but Egypt or another country that has, you know, 
similar arrangements in terms of their air defense assets or their air defense network, you know, could tr could export some of that expertise and getting all these, you know, uh, disparate systems to communicate with one another, you know, could export that expertise to the Ukrainian. He dropped down again. Uh, I think I will, yep, make him back some, I will make some room so that he can get up. We have plenty of room on the panel, don't worry. Oh, do we lose him again? Oh, no, M, can you hear us? Yeah, I lost audio, and that's why I switched to listener to listen to what you were saying. Oh, uh, where did uh, where did you lose me at? Lose me at? Excuse. Start from the very beginning. Sorry. Understood. So, do you think it is uh, possible or likely that Egypt or any other country that has um, uh, similar experience in getting these, you know, very different uh, in origin air defense assets to integrate and communicate with one another? Do you think it's possible that, um, again, either Egypt or any other country with similar arrangements could export some of this expertise uh, to Ukraine to help them, you know, integrate Regard all these disparate assets? No, no. Regarding Egypt, negative. Thank you, M. Uh, so, Joe, pleasure to see you again. You've been up for a little while. Get your hand up patiently. What is your question, ma'am? Um, I don't have anything pe uh, um, 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 pertinent to the current discussion. It's, it's quite a good discussion, so if you guys would like to carry it on, I shall wait patiently. I think we can use a diversion from Egypt for a bit. We can always get back to it for anyone with any question involving uh, Egypt or how the or how even the, the Middle East, North, North African area pertains to Ukraine. Uh, M is our local Egyptian resident and intelligence expert and really has expertise beyond pretty much anyone else I've ever read or heard on the and the issue is on our panel right now. So please ask your uh, ask your question. Everybody knows he's here. You're welcome to uh, message me any questions that I'm happy to ask for anyone in the audience uh, if you don't want to come up and speak yourself. Okay. Well, uh, I didn't have a question. I've been um, – I've only just um, logged back on, and I've been um, experiencing, oh, my God, so many problems with the space. And I've noticed that there are not so many listeners. So um, I'd just like to remind everyone, if you could tweet or retweet the space, uh, it does help with the algorithms. algorithms. I can see that that little quill is back um, on, on my Twitter anyway. Um, the comment section seems to have disappeared. So down at the bottom right, um, you can tweet and retweet the space. Thank you. Is it just me or have there been, uh, have there been a, a lot of problems? Oh, it, it's there's been problems all across the board. It's been horrific this morning. Twitter, Twitter is Twitter is especially uh, uh, twittering this morning. Uh, we're used to dealing with the issues of Twitter spaces in the Walter Report. That's just part of the uh, part of the uh, nature of the beast Fun. here. Yeah, um, I think that messing around with the space is trying different things. I don't know. There was a comment section um, earlier, so yeah, that seems to have disappeared. Yeah, we are in the beta versions of uh, the spaces. Uh, sometimes we have a comment section where the blue plus is, and now uh, the blue plus is back, and the comment section is uh, is gone. So the, they are uh, experimenting. Well, looks like we got lots of hands up right now. So let's go ahead and knock some of these out. Uh, so in the order that I saw them come up, let's go. Yuha, Nina, M, and then uh, our very own Alex K. Yuha, please take us away. Yeah, I just wanted to sorry. give it, sorry, a, little, 
Yep. Sorry, Yuha. Uh, this is a PSA. If you're using iOS, make sure that you've updated to 9.15. If you are using iOS, please make sure that you've updated to 9.15. Thank you, Wen, for the okay, announcement. Uh, another hint in this matter, I, I've noticed that the most of my uh, audio breakouts come when I'm in a place where I my phone switches between uh, Wi-Fi and uh, like a normal t- telephone network. So if I'm now, for example, uh, I just switched my Wi-Fi off when I'm walking around in the, in the city and it doesn't so switch the networks. But when I'm o- only on one, even if you're at home, if you have both, then uh, that might be the cause of the problems. Just a hint. Yeah, exactly. That sometimes can also glitch. Uh, I uh, experienced it also. When I walk to my car, I don't have uh, a connection and it will be back in a few seconds. And then it's the mobile network. And otherwise, it's the Wi-Fi. Nina, you had your hand up. No, thank you. Because I, I didn't see so many hands up, I, I would just like to... Uh, tell that I read on the news that uh, they are doing research in Poland uh, uh, like uh, about the war crime that uh, Russia is doing. They are interviewing Ukrainians who come to to Poland and uh, they are doing... Uh, documentations. Documentations, yes, exactly. And uh, this is really good and I hope that... Uh, uh, wherever they come, go these Ukrainians that they are uh, interviewed, and I know that there are, I think, maybe at least over twenty thousand also in Finland. So I will just uh, uh, encourage the media to to start doing the research also here. Thank you. You're welcome, uh, Alex. You're on. Alex, uh, Kevtelli, can you hear us? Thank you. Yes, I can hear you. I was just reading something. Um, so, uh, two news. One is uh, Ukraine confirmed that it gave order to leave Lysychan. And uh, actually, the president explained it uh, that we are waiting for to get more weapons to increase our firing potential uh, and uh, get uh, take the territory back. Uh, and another one, Turkey has arrested a ship yes, uh, with uh, Turkey, with uh, Ukrainian grain. You've discussed that already, right? Yes, we uh, just, I just uh, had a, uh, a post and I read it. Okay. Yeah. So actually, yeah, I'm glad Turkey did that. Uh, but it's like um, in the recent day, Turkey made quite a few steps which were kind of in line with, with the Western alliance, which, um, I don't know, do you, do you think it's kind of, well, I do hope it's uh, long-term um, mending fences, so to speak, uh, with the West. Um, it didn't have very good uh, record recently. So we'll, uh, let's see. But, um, yeah, they, they gave uh, Bayraktars, like, I think, four Bayraktars for free. Um, they, um, they agreed with... Uh, Agreed with NATO's expansion, even though I don't think they really had much leverage. But still, a, a good sign, and now cooperate with uh, with this. So hopefully, uh, it, it is important to have kind of Turkey in the right camp. It's key player in Black Sea, um, and uh, yeah, just wanted to share my um, opinion.